There are a few people in the Bible with whom I identify easily with. It's not hard for me to see the Martha in me as she is described in working in the back on endless tasks as her sister Mary sits at Jesus' feet to listen and learn. It's not hard for me to see myself in the parable of the Good Samaritan and the actions of those who continually pass by the one in need. But perhaps the person in the biblical stories that we hear over and over again with whom I can most easily identify is Peter. Sweet, sweet Peter, who lets his passion run too hot and is yet somehow also too cold. And it's perhaps in the story of Jesus' washing of the disciples' feet that we hear tonight that I connect most with Peter. When Jesus comes to Peter with his towel around the waist and a basin of water, Peter all but exclaims in protest. But Jesus insists that he must receive this action to have a share with Jesus. And then Peter Peter says, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Peter tends to come out strong with a big opinion. And then once he allows himself to soften into God's love, he not only wants Jesus to wash his feet, but his whole self too. Every time I hear this passage, I wonder what the other disciples thought of Peter's refusal. I wonder if Peter felt foolish or if as Jesus poured the warm water on his feet, if small hot tears gathered at the corner of his eyes. As this back and forth was happening between Jesus and Peter, I often wonder what the other disciples were thinking. I wonder if James gave him a side eye or if Thomas elbowed him as he refused the Christ. I wonder what Judas was thinking as all of this was happening because after Jesus finished washing the feet, he foretells of Judas's betrayal. And these verses are skipped over in tonight's lectionary text, but it's important to have that context when we talk about the commandment that Jesus offers to his disciples And therefore to us, that we love one another, just as Christ loved us. When I read this passage, I have to wonder if I would be Peter, refusing and then clinging to Christ, only to betray him a few hours later. I wonder if I would have been Judas, lured away by greed and empty promises, I wonder if I would have been another disciple watching it all happen at the table where in which we ate together daily. The truth is, as Caroline Lewis, a theologian, puts it, is that Judas's betrayal is not the handing over of Jesus, because Jesus does that himself. But the betrayal lies in undermining the relationship. When Peter denies Christ shortly after this Last Supper, Peter is not only denying that he knows the Christ, but is also turning his back on all the ways in which Christ loved him. When we hear Christ's commandment to love others as he has loved us, it is not an abstract idea. 
but it is firmly rooted in the context of loving difficult people in difficult situations. It is loving Judas, knowing what he was about to do. It is loving Peter, who is sometimes just a bit too intense. In the gospel, according to John, the disciples are enigmatic of all Christians. We're meant to see ourselves in their confusion and in their joy and their actions and even in their betrayals. Because whether or not we literally betray Christ, it is vital on this night, on this night where we would typically be gathering together to wash feet and to receive God's holy communion. It's vital on this night that we remember that all of us have some sort of brokenness, and all of us are in need of God's grace. Because just like Peter would not be able to share in Jesus without allowing his feet to be washed, we cannot love like Jesus before we have received Christ's love. While we may uphold the idea of love, this ultimate idea of God's love, It is not ever something that we can be a part of until we let the unrelenting love wash over us like warm water poured on our feet. On this Monday, Thursday, I want to allow ourselves to imagine, to imagine what it must have felt like for Christ to kneel before you to wash your dirty, tired feet. I want us to imagine what it might have felt like as he took the towel around his waist and dried your tender, vulnerable toes. I want us to allow space for the feelings that might arise from such a tactile, visceral experience of embodied love and care. Monday, Thursday is about a lot of things. And in our second pandemic Holy Week, it is still lacking so many of the tangible things that we use to connect to this experience of the Last Supper. But this year, I want us to notice the details of this night, of this night before Christ is crucified. I want us to think about what color was the towel that Jesus used. And I want us to think about what Bartholomew or Andrew or John thought as they too had their feet washed by Christ. And I want us to remember that in light of all that this passage holds, in light of all that this day is for the Christian tradition, perhaps it's also about how to be, the disciple, be a disciple in the face of all the ways in which we will sin. We will inevitably be too reluctant to see, receive God's love. Or we will place our own interests above God's. 
or even sit silently as it all happens before us. But even in the light of this, even in the light of any sin that we could imagine, even betraying the very Christ, Christ's love is unrelenting. Christ's commandment to love is not simple or overly sentimental. It's challenging and powerful. And it's the foundation of everything we do. Because it's not only about loving the people you like or even loving your enemies. It's about loving those difficult people in your life when everything seems to be a difficult situation. It's about remembering that God does not deal coarsely with our souls. That God does not deal coarsely with our souls even in the light of our failures or our presumptions or our sins. On this holy night, as we prepare to go to the table, it's about remembering that the table is the place where we find God's redemption. And this is not only found at God's holy table, but perhaps it's available to us at any place where we share this unrelenting love. Perhaps God's redemption is available to us when we let others love us like Christ has loved them. Perhaps it is available to us when we remember the tenderness of God's love and that it can be felt even in our pinky toes. On this holy day, in this holy week, God is inviting us to this sort of love. The sort of love that can't be pushed aside, that cannot have its back turned upon, and one that can be felt in every part of our being. And tonight, it's our job to prayerfully come to the table, wherever we are. To come to the table and to receive God's unrelenting love. Amen. <laughs>